The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Hey, welcome in to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show, 888-346-9144. It's in the room to call in join us on the show. Today is Friday, football Friday, that is. Demi Lachey is here in the studio. Shall be having Kwame Lasseter call in here very, very soon. Um, that song worked out perfect. It is the holiday holiday weekend coming up with, you know, Halloween being tomorrow. A, a holiday I'm still trying to figure out in which why we celebrate it. But it's going down tomorrow, bring out your costumes. But the, the intro song, man, fits the energy, the reason why I have so much energy today. Uh, it fits about an hour that I, actually about nine hours ago, um, a game that I attended last night. Talk about a thriller. It was between the Arizona State Sun Devils and Oregon Ducks. Literally, that game was the longest game I've ever attended. If you like to watch bad football, if you like to watch college athletes, young professionals, you know, go at it back to back, back and forth, whatever you may call it, you know, several times for free. Um, that was a game. That was a game to watch. If you love a high-powered offense, um, offensive display, record-breaking numbers on offensive end for the Sun Devils, that was a game to see. If you like to see the heartbreaking game as well, that happened as well. I mean, all, you know, tears. I've seen tears, blood, sweat. In, in the fans' faces, I saw it on the players' faces. I mean, I saw the happy, the joy. Talk about a game of emotions, and that's definitely what happened uh, between that game last night. I definitely want to speak about it, especially here in the first segment. I mean, that game was nuts. I mean, to begin the game off, I didn't know what to expect. I knew both of these teams were about even. They both playing down on their level, on their potential, what they came out to be in the preseason. Uh, they both were highly ranked in the preseason coming into the regular season, so this was a highly anticipated game. Rather, you know, whatever record, you know, they were both sitting there now, you could throw that out the window. That game last night was just, it's my talent versus your talent. Let's see if you can stop me first. And it ended up not being any stops until the third overtime um, for the game. I mean, it was a phenomenal game. Again, I'm still, I'm still bringing the energy off that. Kwame Lasseter is on the line with us, in which he was at the game as well last night, in which he attended. That game was it, was, it was just a mad thriller. Kwame, you there? Yeah. Nice to hear from you, brother. Hey. Hey, ASU, can you hear me? Yes, sir. I need you on. I can hear you. you you're on ASU good and well. Is, they are so underachieving, it's ridiculous. <laughs> the game was good as far as how. Yeah, it was, it was great. It was a- yeah, if you're an offensive player, yeah. that was a great game. I love it. But, but those guys were not playing defense. They were. Let me tell you this. Bottom line, they're stupid. They're not <laughs> being coached well. They're not being coached well. They have no discipline because you cannot give up that many points when you know what a team's going to do. They gave up about six big plays that that kept Oregon in that game. They could have beat that. They could have won that game in regulation time. Yeah, they they just it was a good game as far as the excitement in the board, 
from the fans. I'm telling you, it was it was not it was not a good game as far as do right. you want to win a game. Here, here's what I do know: I know University of Kansas football team. What they don't have any talent. I know they don't have any talent. So wait, why are we talking about them? To choke in games like that. Yeah, they've been here. They've had a great season last year, and it was something to build on. Mm-hmm. And and then and then they come out and do this at home against a team that they should have beat. You kept Oregon in the game. Oregon is used to winning. So if you keep a team that's used to winning in a, in a football game, they're going to find a way to win and right. beat you at home. And Oregon has won against Arizona State, I believe, the last seven meetings straight, or at least right. at at least at Sun Devil Stadium. And Kwame, I know your line keeps going in and out. Uh, but, you know, like you said, you keep a team like that in the game, they're going to find ways, they're, they're going to find energy to keep you know, pressing against it like, hey, we're going to beat this team. We can beat this team. We're we're used to beating them. Let's find a way. They're bringing some some noise tonight, but we're going to find a way. If they want to score, we can score too. And that's exactly what happened. You talked about defense, but also on special teams. I mean, Oregon ran a hundred yard kickoff return. A hundred yards. The guy wouldn't exactly. even. I don't think he was even touched. It was just he wasn't. It, it, and then right after that, you get a sixty two yard you know run. The Arizona State was up by at least two touchdowns, and Oregon was right back in it just just that quick. And then they went up. And you mentioned, you mentioned special teams. The kicker could have set the tone. Of <laughs> but he, he missed three field goals and an extra point, which I don't understand. That would have put, that would have put ASU up fourteen going into the third quarter. They could have tied it up at halftime with seven at seventeen. They would have been and up. Then, yeah, they would have been. They would, they would have, it was seventeen fourteen going into halftime. Yeah. But they had an opportunity, and I was trying to explain to Doug, who's so passionate about ASU, that. <laughs> if if they were, it was some things they could have done did in that whole series that would have gave them at least like the punt return. Mm-hmm. You, Arizona had to punt the ball. If they would have jammed both of the receivers up, they tried to block it. They tried to make some extravagant happen mm-hmm. early in the game that they were still in. They tried to block so the, so the gunner on the on the right hand side was had a free release. Nobody was in front of him. Right. And if you block those two guys up. You getting the ball at midfield, worst case scenario. But if he gets you thirteen more yards, and what you did in that series, that would allow you to kick a, a decent enough field goal and not trying a fifty-six yard field goal to tie it up at halftime. <laughs> exactly. That, that's the one that got me. I mean, the first attempt, it was kind of like, okay. I see what you're trying to do, coach. You know, you, you're trying to build the kid's confidence up uh, after he missed the chip shot at the beginning of the game, and then you try to build his confidence up with the fifty-two yard, I believe it was that he missed. But to follow it up with like a fifty-six yard, I'm like, come on, what what, yeah, what is going on? But it was, <laughs> it was. I mean, talk about a thriller, you know, in the holiday spirit. That was a thriller game last night. It was truly a thriller. It was ugly. It was scary at times. I don't know what Oregon coach, head coach, was trying to call with these trick plays at the wrong time. Uh, thank right. God he has a little. Uh, I caught the kid Russell Wilson last night making these plays and getting off of pressure uh, and Vernon Adams. He, he, I think he played pretty well. Uh, he missed a couple wide open throws though, um, but still, it was it was it was a thriller game. I don't like. I was trying to figure out after the game. You know, I still had a lot of energy. I still got it right now. I need to calm down after that that game last night. But I was trying to go back and see. All right, what's my analysis? Who got out coached? It really wasn't even out coached. No, like it, it was literally a bad football game. In the end, if you like, like you said, if you like offense, it was definitely an offensive game, but. It, it was a bad game. There was no defense at all. And I'm so glad. 
I'm so glad I went to yoga before that because <laughs> I, I would have went crazy. And it was an exciting game, like you mentioned. It was very exciting. If you wanted to go find that game, but it was a hundred and about fifteen hundred and eleven points scored in that game in that football game. That is ridiculous. You the pack the pack twelve, pack ten, whatever they are, pack twelve. They they don't play defense, and the team that plays defense in there out of those teams is going to find themselves winning the Pac twelve championship. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. That type of game, and and. And, and all people can do is make excuses for us. See, I know Kansas is bad, and we don't have any talent. Right. But if we had that talent, we, we play and we win. Cause we get, and I'm not saying that the coaches I, – I know some of those coaches are not disciplined enough to let, tell those guys, you cannot get beat deep. The next thing you see a guy running behind someone, why would you let a guy run up onto you, then run by you? Mm-hmm. I never understood that. No, why – why allow this to happen? It's fourth, and you. And I hope Doug is tuning in, listening. I hope he calls in. I hope he's not too scared. It's fourth and ten, or fourth and fifteen. Last shot for Oregon Ducks, and he just throws up, a, just tosses the ball up. Why is there no back end defender back there in the end zone? It was literally one guy, and he was his feet was on the on the uh, toes of the end zone, like in the front part of the end zone. Like he wasn't even in the middle. Allow two guys to catch the football, basically. They win that game if they stop that play. This guy did a whole Russell Wilson, then rolled to the right, had nowhere to go, just threw it up. Right. <laughs> I, I literally seen about 10 top 10 ESPN, whatever you may call it. I saw 10 highlighted and, plays. It was nuts. And, and that game alone. If, if you listen in from the East Coast, I'm sorry that y'all were asleep on that game or if you missed it, but it was, it was literally a thriller. It was scary. <laughs> it, it it was scary to see, the, and the ASU fans. Oh my goodness! They, I, I saw none but Doug, none but Dougs around. It was hilarious, man. <laughs> they were acting like this game was like for a national championship. I'm like, these both of these teams are four and three. They're both, you know, disappointing teams in the end. You know, had a both teams had ton of high expectations going to the season. Uh, Oregon is now still alive to still win the Pac twelve Pac twelve North. Um, but they, they, they didn't make it seem like it was like a national championship game, listening to them talk. I'm like, what? Yeah, they can forget about that national championship. I mean, <laughs> you, you should play every, every weekend you show up. You should play like you're playing for a national championship. But the way, where they are record-wise, now they got to go to a good bowl game because, again, mm-hmm. it's still an organization. It's still a, it's still a business. And football, college football is a strictly a business. Uh, you got to get those recruits in. You got to get guys that want to go to ASU. But guys see them lose games like that. Mm-hmm. If you're an offensive guy, you, yeah, you can get offensive guys. Mm-hmm. What they need to do is go get some offensive linemen, some guys who got who yes. are not scared to to make things happen and protect the quarterback. They just need to get bigger, bigger guys. I mean, I was looking at the matchup. You know, I, 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 hey, Dougie B, Jake, they hooked me up with some great seats. I was literally so close, I could see, I could probably touch the Oregon players. Those are some big boys right. down there. Those are some big guys. They were they were bigger than ASU. They're bigger than the uh, Sun Devils players. ASU linemen, ASU linemen are built a certain way because they was running that midpoint offense mm-hmm. almost. Right. So they was trying to get faster, smaller guys. Right. You need to get some big guys. You can run the football. If you had Stanford's offensive line, instead of being four and three, mm-hmm. you might be six and one, seven and zero. Oh. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree because it, it was so funny seeing you know, little Vernon Adams behind that offensive line. He literally could not see. I don't care, like, 
if he says, you know, he's okay. He literally, this kid was dropping so far back. He missed so many wide open receivers and opportunity right. and passes. I'm like, he cannot see. This kid cannot see over his offense, even in the red zone. It right. was, <laughs> I felt bad for the guy. I'm like, yo, this man cannot see over this offensive line. It, like, literally, that's why he was scrambling around, running around, so he can actually see a window, and hopefully he found the, the open guy. Because he missed so many throws, which allow ASU to get so many sacks. And I know we got a minute before break, but literally, like, this guy cannot see. And Arizona State, they need to stop blitzing so much against a team like Oregon. I mean, I was like, y'all better cover. stop. They can't cover. They can't cover well enough to blitz like that. And But you can't be... Vanilla on defense, so they got to do something to mix it up. So they have to blitz, or at least show it, have a commitment to do it. But those guys can't cover. Right. Kwame Lasser Sports Talk Show. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, after the break, it was some other football games being played last night. I know Trevor Boykin put on the show. New England uh, dominated. We'll talk about that a little bit. ton of football coming up this weekend. Uh, Halloween weekend as well. Don't, don't move the dial. Don't press to another show. Tune in. We are live. We'll be right back after this break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, presented by Outdoor Channel, we're jumping in our DeLorean and stepping back in time to relive some of our finest outdoor moments for 2015. Joining us will be Lieutenant Colonel Oliver North from Saving Private Canine, Huntmaster's very own Greg Ritz, the legendary Tom Miranda of Territories Wild, Scott Lasaf, the sporting chef, plus Mrs. Bunny. And it's presented by Outdoor Channel at OutdoorChannel.com. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. This is Frank Sanders from a play with the Arizona Cardinals. You're listening to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show with Demery Lachey and Doug Brimmer, the number one sports talk show in Phoenix, Arizona. Welcome back in. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. 888-346-9144 is the number to call in. Join us on the show. Demery Lachey is here in studio. Kwame Lasseter here on the lines as well, still holding on. It was some other football games being played last night. Uh, I mean, that song kind of trenders, hearing that song in that intro makes me want to talk about uh, the New England Patriots and the Miami Dolphins. And I remember Monday, homeboy, Kurt Feltkeller, discussed about how Miami Dolphins and Dan Campbell and his team were ready for the Patriots. And I and I told I kept telling him now don't don't make that much noise about the Dolphins. Yes, they're playing with a little bit more swagger, a lot more attitude. They're trying to find their identity. It seems like they showed it for about three games, but do not press them. Do not even attempt, you know, a, a victory over the New England Patriots. And that's exactly what happened. It was displayed last night. New England once again dominating. I mean, they just dominating. Uh, 
you know, team after team. But this one really, like, Miami had no chance. And I'm mad that Kurt is not here. I'm mad that he, he hasn't called in yet. Because he was t- discussing me, oh, you're going to hate Friday. I'm loving Friday. I saw, I saw a great game last night. Uh, my prediction was right. I predicted that you know New England was going to take care of business by not just a little, but by by a lot, and that's what happened in the end. Um, happy, <laughs> right? It, <laughs> I'm ready. It's 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 pre Halloween Friday. It's a masquerade uh, party going on down in Paris, down in Scottsdale. If you uh, here's the invite thrown by Young Black Professionals uh, organization out here in Phoenix, Arizona, but. That game last night, I mean, it was it wasn't even it wasn't even a game. Um, it was it was over by halftime, I believe, with it being nineteen zero. See, I wanted to tune into both games, but after I seen how much New England was up by, and knowing that the game was in New England, I, I figured the game was over. There's no point of tuning in. Um, Brady was still being Brady. Three. Yeah, if, if, if Miami, the game was in Miami. Miami would have scored another touchdown, or well, they would have scored a touchdown, but. This game was in New England, and it's New England Patriots. I keep telling people, everybody want to play New England until they kick their ball off and they find out this is a different animal. This is a different machine that's on the field with us. Mm-hmm. Of course, your competitiveness wants to be on the field with the best. Your ego and your pride wants to beat the teams out of the best. Mm-hmm. But New England takes that away from you immediately in the first two quarters when you find out we've seen this on film. Mm-hmm. We knew what we was going to do against it, but we can't stop it. <laughs> New England, don't, they don't worry about what teams are going to do to them. Right. They worry about their offense and their defense and what we're going to do to, to y'all. Right. So they just go out there and play their game. Everybody's stressing to beat them. When you just go line up, beat the man in front of you. It just so happens they're a lot more disciplined teams than others. Now, not to take anything away from Miami because since they got rid of Joe Philbin, they have played well. I think that's why Kurt lost his mind <laughs> and thought it was going to in New England. Right. Now, Kurt is in, um, he's in Burbank at the airport. He may call in and he may not, but. Well, I hope he does. I, and I hope it's in the next two minutes because um, for him to feel as if Miami was was ready, I mean, I, and like in, in this division right now in the, NFC, in the AFC East, I think the, the Jets in New England is going to come down to the, those two teams. You know, I, I don't see Buffalo. They're not all the way ready yet. They're not healthy enough. With uh, Super Bowl team, no, nah, just competing, just winning in this uh, division, uh, hope, no, make, making a playoff. Remember I said, uh, remember I said, first game of the season, Buffalo going to the Super Bowl. You did say that. That was <laughs> uh, that's right. That, that that was your Super Bowl. Calm, calm, calm that down. They were playing Indianapolis. Calm, calm that down. Yeah. The the new Colts. I don't know what, uh, <laughs> but you know, in this division, I think the New York Jets is the only team that can make noise against the Patriots. I know Miami, they, and, it's just and, too and much going on. In the AFC East. In the AFC period? I wouldn't say no, period. In the AFC East? Oh, yeah. In that division, in that division it's all, you're right, it's only the Jets, and they got to go to New York. So we'll see how that turns out as far as as far as far what they do because we know the Jets went up to New England and, and lost the game, but it was a game. It wasn't right. like what we saw in Miami or Miami going up to New England. We didn't, it wasn't that type of atmosphere. It was a game when the Jets showed up in uh, uh, what is it, Gillette Stadium. Now mm-hmm. they they have to go. The Patriots have to go to uh, New York. And I think in about a week or so. Mm-hmm. No, you yeah, you're right. It, it is about uh, two weeks out that New England will see uh, the New York Jets once again. Um, 
Also, man, uh, who had another, you know, just big game, flat-out just dominant performance, is Rob Gronkowski. Scores another touchdown. Six catches, 113 yards. Um, this may be too early to predict, but I'm I'm going to start the rumor. I'm going to throw it out there. Will this guy go out to be the, the greatest tight end of all time? Will he go no. down? No. Why not? No, he's not. There's too Why many not? great ones. This, there's too many great ones that's passed away. You got you got Mackey. You got John Mackey. You ain't even talking about uh, mm-hmm. the White Clock and all those guys. Okay. He, he ain't even talking about uh, Tony Gonzalez. He ain't even done. He's he's great because we seeing him right now. It's kind of like those who see Jordan play. Right. Right now, he's the greatest ever. But you watch basketball before Jordan. Jordan is showing you some different things that he transcended the game to another level. Okay. But those guys were doing some spectacular things before Jordan. Jordan just like, right now, he's the greatest. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're seeing right now. We're seeing uh, Gronkowski being unstoppable. Now, he'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer at the rate he's going if he's not already. But to compare him to those tight ends that, that came before him, mm-hmm. that's how he's setting the tone. That's how he's setting the bar. He is. He's setting the bar higher so the next guys that come before him they got to do something spectacular. You're making it harder and harder to get into the Hall of Fame or, or be that so-called tight end. We won't. If, if you a guy, then we'll show you the receiver. You want guys to come after you when mm-hmm. people say, oh, he reminds me of Demery. He reminds me of this guy. He reminds me of that guy. Not that he's just a good receiver. Oh, no, he reminds me of Demery. That means Demery had to be real good. Right. Okay. I agree with that. Um you think about the tight ends in this era. I mean, I will even throw Tony Gonzalez in there. I'm talking last 15 years right now uh, that we can Antonio go back. Antonio Gates. Gates. Tony Gonzalez. Jason Witten. Rob Gronkowski. Is Rob Gronkowski ahead of the three? Will he be ahead, yeah. of, ahead of the other three guys in the four? Yeah. That guy plays hard and he works hard. Um he, you look at him, he, he looks like he has some balance in his life. But we don't, when I say we, the outside, the media, we don't like that outside. Half of us don't like I don't have a problem with it, but we don't like how he go hard and party and he does things. You know, he had the broken forearm and all He's still out there slam dancing. Yeah. Look, the guy showed up, and you can't complain about it. He showed up and got it done. Yeah. He, he show- showed up and get done. So out of the three, Witten, Gronkowski, uh, you have uh, not even we don't even talk about uh, Graham in y- Seattle. Jimmy Graham, yeah, like he's, yeah, it seems like he's still off because they don't use him in the offense because he's not a blocker. Gronkowski can block, yeah, and he can run routes and pass. Graham's not a blocker, and I thought he was going to be one of the next ones. See, he was one of those guys we talked about years ago to say, man. Is he a tight end or a receiver? Right. He a tight end that catches like a receiver or run routes like a receiver and has good position. But we said that about Antonio Gates also. These guys want immortality. So mm-hmm. down the road, we see them getting hurt and how they prepare to bounce back from injuries. Like Antonio Gates, he, they say he took something over the counter. He didn't know what it was. Uh, so he get a four-game suspension. Yeah. At the end of the day, these guys want to get back on the field and do what they do best and do what they've been doing because of the immortality and the, and the Hall of Fame being that destiny. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl and Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And you talk about Jimmy Graham, and honestly, I don't even know if he even wants to be a tight end. Obviously, in his days in New Orleans, he was playing that position. He, he was, was fl- He was flexed out. He was stretched a lot. And 
he, he, I mean, he was performing well. He was listed as a tight end, but he wanted to get paid as a wide receiver. And he just right. literally talked about, you know, I need that, you know, I want that wide receiver money. Do you even want to be a tight end? And he gets to Seattle. And literally every week, I mean, this guy is getting dominated when he's trying to, you know, is in the blocking scheme of things. He's being dominated. Like, do you even want to, do you know the concept of the tight end position? You got to put those fingers, you got to put your hand down. You got to put your nose down to go tear some D linemen, some DNs, some linebackers up, some blitzes safety. You got to do it. That's the position. And he complains about it. He's not a good fit if you put him on the line because it messes up the offense that Seattle want to run a game, especially when you got Marshawn Lynch back there and you got a guy running right through um, Graham. Now you got gaps in your uh, front line. So now, instead of running through your gaps, Marshawn Lynch has to do, that he got to make a guy miss immediately. And that's not how you run sound football. That's how you not, that's not football play, running play. So he's a, he's a liability as long as he's on that line. But if you stretch him out, then still that takes away from, um, then that might be better off, but it won't be the Seattle's offense. So that's why Jason Whitman and, and Gronkowski and those guys, they mm-hmm. can play with their hand on the ground in the dirt, and then they can come up and make plays as a receiver, mm-hmm. slash tight end. Yeah, and, and, but they they love to do this. They love to put their hand on the ground, and there's no question about it, the, the other guys that right. trying. I even forgot to throw in uh, possibly Shannon Sharp. And, you know, these guys. Shannon Sharp. the monster. Yeah. Even in that category, I don't know. I, I think I still would go with a Gronk. Um yeah, but Shannon Sharp was Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp. Well, Grump is Shannon Sharp right now because when that guy put his hands on you, you were not getting away. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to be more of a receiver, Shannon Sharp, but he could block. That's why he's in the Hall of Fame because he does it all. And we, I think we were having this conversation yesterday. Mm-hmm. The, the all-around guy. What makes you? What makes you the MVP? What makes these guys so great is they do it all at their position. They do everything the position requires. Those right. guys don't do everything the position requires. Right. And a lot of you know, a lot of uh media, a lot of coaches or just discussions around the NFL talk about Brady being the M V P. Well, to me in my eyes, if you really take a look at it, that big tight end eighty seven, if you take him off the field, what will New England really be? What you know they lose three games. Is he is he a MVP candidate? Can he? Would you ever see a tight end win the MVP? Antonio Gates, I think, was the closest because he had a phenomenal season. Well, back in 08 right. or 07. and see, why why not? What I, don't like, what I don't like about that is you will have a guy. You know, you mentioned Antonio Gates, but you will have a guy like Ron who just falling out of control. But coaches, I really believe they can try to control that situation because. I can't have him outside of my my quarterback, but my quarterback needs him to be successful. So then they find a reason to say, well, the quarterback did this, the quarterback did that. Now, who can we really make MVP? Well, my quarterback got time to throw. My offensive line doing a great job. My running back is picking up blockers and blitzes that he has to do. Mm-hmm. Everybody's doing their job uh, to make that team successful mm-hmm. and stand out to make the quarterback good. quarterback going to get all the credit because he's throwing the ball. Man, you can throw that ball to Gronk and be and being a pro bowl at the end of the year. Right. Absolutely. I can throw the ball to Ed- Edelman and um, and the other little guys. I can throw the ball to them. Those are a quick slant. But that is their offense and can't nobody stop it. They run different formations, different personnel, uh, different sets, 
and it's the same play over and over. But you got to stop that. Mm-hmm. I agree. Kwame Lasher, Sports Talk Show. Uh, we got to take another break. After the break, we're going to discuss uh, Trevon Boykin, putting his name back in the Heisman candidate, not only just in the race, but at the top. Is he really there yet or not? NFL games coming up this weekend as well. Kwame Lasher, Sports Talk Show. We'll be right back. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left. to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we... We cover everything. everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Hi, this is Jake the Snake Plumber. You're listening to Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk with Demery Lachey and Doug Bremer. They're legit. Last of the Sports Talk Show. We are in our third segment. 888-346-9144 is the number to call in. Demi Lachey is here in studio. Kwame Lasseter is here on the lines. Kwame, let's talk a, let's talk a little Heisman. Last night, Trayvon Boykin uh, take on West Virginia Mountaineers. Uh, Trayvon Boykin in TCU. Excuse me. They are, they, he does have some teammates. Take on uh, West Virginia. And it was pretty much the Boykin show. Now, I've done a lot. In football, I, I've had some great games. I've, I've had some sad games in the past. Um, but one thing I've never received in the middle of a game is a high five from another coach. Now, maybe I ran into like a uh, assistant coach during the game and he was like, hey, hey, uh, seven or hey, Lache, you're you playing well tonight. You know, maybe a pat, pat on the back. But for a head coach. To high five you after you make a highlight play. I mean, obviously he was making plays after players would play. For the head coach to give you a high five and smile and shake his head, how much respect is that? How much respect do you get from that? I think that's a lot of respect. But you know what? It's the same <laughs> thing. Because I, I, when you, you hit the nail on the head when you said this. Hey, Lache, uh, you're having a great game tonight. See, that's, coach, that's a coach knowing that they have to find a way to defend Guys who are making great plays, guys who they got to they practice against or practice for. I should say. Right, right. On game day, but that's the same thing. I have five. I don't. See, a lot of people take offense to that, but I don't because 
that's a coach recognizing this kid is getting off. Remember, they're supposed to be kids, a young man. It's just what university they go to, we want them to grow up so fast. Mm-hmm. But that's the same, in my opinion, it's the same respect as, hey, you're having a great game. Mm-hmm. I give up. Hey, the guy running on the sideline, he killing my defense back. I'm going to high-five him, too. So my defense is right. He said, look, you ain't doing your job. He's, he's, he's scorching you up. Mm-hmm. Put toes. Mm-hmm. But it, it's out of respect because this guy's balling. He's been balling all year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, head coach Hol- Holgerson, uh, West Virginia's head coach, Coach Hol- Holgerson, mentioned, he's like, yo, you know, with all due respect to Corey Coleman, which is his quarterback, he said Trayvon Boykin is the best player in college football. You just you can't tackle him, right? That's a he said that at the end of the game, of course. Uh, but that's a ton of respect. And honestly, like you said, they, for you to reach out as a coach and do that gesture during the, I don't know, Kwame. I don't know if you ever had a head head coach high five you during. The, I've never seen it. I was ecstatic when when I hear a coach, hey, Lachey, yo, you you doing your thing, good job. I was ecstatic. I was ready to. Give him a hug. Thank you, sir. Thank, thanks for uh, trying to prepare yeah. for me, but I'm winning today. Um, literally, for the head coach, to, I mean, I, I've had some head coaches. They can't stand up when, when the best player of the other team going off. And then in the right. game, they show the respect, of course. But during the game, it's like, come on. Like, y'all got y'all to gotta step it up for the head coach to come and get this man. Hey, that's real recognized real. That's as real as it gets. Yo, if you're a West Virginia, if you're a West, West Virginia fan, Real recognize real with that head coach, with Coach Hogerson. You can't be mad at that. <laughs> no, I, I've had some uh, coaches do that during the game, and I, and I, and I tell them I appreciate it. Yeah. But that's just, uh, that's a, I mean, that's out of respect. And it, it does make you feel good because it's coming from somebody you're trying to destroy his team. Mm-hmm. And, and you sometimes you want to get that from your head coach. But he knows how good you are. That's probably why you're starting. Probably why he's... Uh, uh, you know, watching you while you getting the ball so much. So that is another coach giving you a high five, and then your coach making sure you get the ball. So it it can run in the same on the same line. It's just how it's done differently. Right. And you know that brings me to the concept of I think Trayvon Boykin after last night's display. Hopefully he doesn't say it to the media like an RG three, but I think this put him back in the mix of the Heisman. Um, like I stated before, I, I think he this puts him in that top upper echelon once again. Because at, at one moment, you know, for weeks, it was literally the uh, Leonard Fredette show. It was his, right. his, his, it was his trophy to lose. Now Trayvon Boykin getting wins, but having his numbers that we've seen last couple of years, uh, being more consistent, I, I think this puts him right back up there once again. Now, I, is there anyone else that you could probably throw up there? Heck, uh, I can't think of anyone else. I mean, literally, it's, it's teams out here winning. I mean, you could probably say Connor Cook from Michigan State, but that's kind of like a team. Uh, they get team victories, and Connor Cook actually just stands out as a quarterback. So, uh, you know, Ohio State, maybe Elliott or something, but literally I think it's down to these two guys right now. You know, Boykin. Yeah, right. And, uh, this guy's going for 388 yards, and, and not to, you know, just uh, – Forget what uh, Fredette is doing at LSU, but you got a guy going for three hundred thirty-eight yards. I mean, three hundred eighty-eight yards, uh, and he runs the football too. Mm-hmm. And I'm not putting the emphasis on he got to be a certain guy into the International Football League. He just got to go to the right team. And it's, and what I like is it's going to come down to a big decision on which one of these guys is going to win that Heisman. It's staying healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's 
literally, I mean, you, you throw in a running back from uh, Alabama, Derrick Henry. You throw in Christian McCaffrey, the kid from Stanford, uh, is having a phenomenal year. Uh, but, I, I mean, I literally think Boykin and Fredette are on a whole nother level. Um, you know who I would like still. to see in that picture? I, I would like to see um, the quarterback slash receiver for Ohio State get, throw his, get in there, get in the picture, not at least be mentioned uh, for what he's doing and, and his sacrifice as a team player to say, okay, I'll go to receiver, but you better get me the ball. And every time we've seen him get the ball, he's done some things with it. But he then knows that on a whole other level. Because Ohio State has like five different guys they can get the ball to. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, I, if the Heisman, you know, trophy was to a great teammate, <laughs> I would throw Braxton Miller in there. But it, he's playing, he's he's playing a position really well. Uh, he's put his name now as being drafted as a wide receiver. In which beginning of the season we didn't, you know, expect that at all. Um, well, during like spring ball, or whatever, we didn't expect that at all during the off season and. Now he's put himself in that, you know, in that atmosphere. There's so many weapons in Ohio State. Uh, I would not necessarily say I agree to throw him in the Heisman race, but to see his him, uh, his receiver stock level jump up, of course. Absolutely. I think yeah, he's top five receiver in the, in the foot, in college football right now. Was yeah, it? I agree. Heinz Ward used to be a receiver coming out of college. That guy's on his way to the Hall of Fame. So, he, Braxton Miller, yeah, he's... I just say he would be mentioned. I don't think he'd win it, but right, he okay. is one of those guys that has pulled, like you said, put his stock in a certain place where he probably get drafted no later than the third round mm-hmm. to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, see and it's funny because you see a guy like a like a Julian Edelman who played quarterback at Kent State for four years. And now you see the way he's displayed himself as a wide receiver. So that transition can't happen. Uh, Robinson, the guy out of uh, Michigan, the quarterback. Michigan? Now, now he's Jacksonville. Yeah, now he's in Jacksonville. Literally the the guy or backup running back, and can right. flex him in different positions. I mean, Braxton I mean, Miller. The, has, best about, the best part about that is, uh, you know, these guys were quarterbacks, so they understand the game. So now when they move to positions, they can see all the openings and where they should be. If they was quarterback, where they would be getting the ball. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what makes them more dynamic. Because they was quarterback, so they know what it be. You got you got guys in New England who used to be quarterbacks. Now they know exactly what Tom Brady is thinking, so mm-hmm. they're always open. Yeah, I agree. I, I definitely agree with that. It, and, they, and you will understand the game more. I played quarterback in high school, transitioned to receiver, and I understood the game so much better than. You know, a lot of the other receivers, I mean, they knew the receiver position because that's the one position they played. But right. I, the, to understand the game better is definitely coming from a quarterback. You you play quarterback as well in high school, so you understand that concept yeah. as well. Uh, let's hop over before we get out of uh, take another break here. Tonight's matchup, uh, in, switching over to the NBA, tonight's matchup uh, is a rematch, I guess you could say, from the uh, – Western Conference Finals between the Rockets and the Warriors. Uh, James Harden and Curry put on a display for um, that, that Western Conference Finals matchup uh, game after game. Now we get to see these two go at it again, two leading MVP candidates. Uh, it's only game two of the season for the Warriors. 
But after seeing that display of Game 1, Steph Curry coming out, I'm more excited because now I actually get to sit back and watch this game tonight. I can't wait. Um, has a lot of buzz going. Dwight Howard's not going to play, but the Rockets get a because uh, they got their bus kick uh, their first time yeah, out. They won't care if Dwight Howard plays or not. He didn't play last year, and the Rockets <laughs> were very successful. They were, and now I, I love. I, I can't wait for this matchup to, to happen tonight. It's going to be live on ESPN. Uh, I can't wait, and also out here in the Valley, Steve Nash. Uh, Steve Nash is going to be honored to the Ring of Honor tonight at the Suns game, and uh, to honor Steve Nash, the Phoenix Suns players are going to wear, or I'm sorry, to honor Steve, yeah, to honor Steve Nash, Phoenix Suns players are going to wear Steve Nash's face on their socks? Mm, that's corny. <laughs> that, <laughs> I, I don't get it. I, I don't know. I, maybe it's me. I, I, don't, yeah. I think it's me, because I don't understand... How do you honor a guy? I can see everyone wore Nash on the back of the jersey, but to wear this man's face on your socks? I can see everybody come up to him and say, great career, and that be what it is. <laughs> raise, a, raise a banner or something. I mean, name it yeah, it's just like uh, everybody wearing Adrian Wilson's face on their socks when the Cardinals put him in the ring of honor. I mean, that's a lot of socks, you know? Give him some hats with Nash on it. Yeah, give him the towels that says, thank you, Nash. I don't mm-hmm. know. I think it's just well, me. But you know what? Here's, here's the deal. Because if Steve Nash was in Arizona first, with the, I'm sorry, in, with the uh, Phoenix Suns first, then they let him go. And then he came back and then let him go again. So they, they're saving face for themselves. Uh, business is business, but you don't let Steve Nash go. I understand there was some stuff went down, which means he had to get out of there. But that was some personal stuff. That was off, That was some... Some hood stuff, right? But I mean, you gotta get out of there. You gotta get out of there. So ain't no wrong going to L.A. A team that the Suns hate, and a team that where I go to L.A. We just get my revenge by beating you every year. Yeah, I I agree with that. Kwame National Sports Talk Show. We're gonna take a, another quick break. We're gonna make this one quick. Uh, coming up, we're gonna make some NFL predictions, NCAA football predictions as well. You listen to Kwame Lasser, the Sports Talk Show, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Hosts J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. This is Jerome Buda Daniels. You're listening to Kwame Lassa's Sports Talk with Damarie Lachey and Doug Bremer. They know about this sports thing.
Hey, welcome back. Welcome back into the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show, 888-346-9144. Kwame Lasseter is here on the lines. Demi Lachey is here live in studio. It is Halloween weekend. Halloween Who's Saturday. Was that Friday the 13th or Halloween? I think that was Friday the 13th, but we're going to act like we didn't know. Um, <laughs> it's all about the spirit. Uh, <laughs> yo, Freddy Krueger, too. It, yeah, that, too. Uh, man, I saw Freddy Krueger. They, they got one on Netflix, a good one. It was one of his older ones. So I actually caught that the other day. I like watching scary movies around this time of year. I don't know. It's something I just like to do. I, what is that? So with Halloween weekend coming up, Saturday's football games, NCAA games, uh, it's it's a t- it's that time of year. It's, it's around that time of the season where you may catch an upset. You may see an upset. Last night, North Carolina beat Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh being ranked 23rd, had a lot of buzz coming in. Um, took a loss at home. It's it's a scary weekend across uh, NCAA college football. One game I got my eyes on, you know, I understand Florida has gone through, you know, a tremendous letdown with their starting freshman quarterback, you know, being suspended. And now they're hosting uh, University of Georgia. Georgia's sitting at 5-2. That game could go any way. Florida at 6-1. But Florida's being ranked higher and also having a home game. They're picked the favorites by a two-point uh, favorite. But that game could tremendously be an upset. Oklahoma and Kansas. Kansas is at home. It's Halloween weekend. Anything can happen. Upset. <laughs> I mean, this, this, it's around that time of season. A lot of homecomings are happening right now. Uh, Notre Dame. Let's talk about this one. Notre Dame is taking that trip to Temple, and Temple sitting at seven and zero. What conference is it? Was it Conference USA? Uh, I'm sorry, not Conference that's USA. That's no upset. You believe this? It's going to be an upset. So Temple being in, in the American Athletic Conference, so the um, with them being, you know, at at number twenty one, hosting powerhouse tradition. The ghosts of the past, the, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. You're calling the upset already. No questions nah, asked. Notre Dame, gonna, Notre Dame gonna kill those guys, but I know one thing: Temple <laughs> better not move down in the rank. Oh, they're gonna be dropped. They're gonna be kicked out of here. You guys don't belong yeah, here. Know. That's what they're gonna do. That's that's what's gonna happen. And, and that's cra- and that's crazy because those guys playing against a more dominant Notre Dame get better athletes. Temple are playing ball with the athletes they get, and and. They six and zero right now, so it's not like they don't have anybody over there. Mm-hmm. But they get better athletes, and they better find a way. Sometimes it's better coaching, and they better find a way to win that game, uh, Notre Dame, and make it convincing. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it's a Saturday night game. I mean, doesn't that yeah. make you Saturday night game Halloween? This is your time to shine, Temple. That, that's a that's an old campus. You know, it's a lot of I don't know it can freak you out a little bit. So we'll see. Um, I think Temple has a shot. I'm, I, I, I will take Temple in the upset right now. With them being at home, it's a, it, this is an exciting game. They're not going to play, you know, up or down to a level. They're going to have a ton of energy. And I think, you know, with them being 7-0 and at this time of the season, it's literally, hey, let's win this thing out. We have a shot. We have a chance to get, you know, even higher. We're playing Notre Dame. There, it, you know, it's not like... Game one, game three of the season, where it's like you, you know, got still kind of nerves, don't know who your identity is, don't know who you are. It's literally week eight for them. It's, you know, do or die. It's, let, let's make this right. thing happen. We still have a chance and we can be on a national scene. So 
I, I don't see why not. It's Halloween weekend. You know, anything can happen. Um, hey, it might pull it off. <laughs> you talking about Notre Dame going to kill these boys. They gonna, yeah, but it's, well, yeah. <laughs> they, they could. Gonna, gonna, by killing them, they're going to be 30-something to 10. Yeah. Maybe. Switching over, switching it over to the NFL. Uh, it's a lot of weird odd games that's going on this week um, in the NFL. What game sticks out to you the most? Is it the uh, Lions and the Chiefs? No. <laughs> I tried. I tried you. No. I tried you, Chiefs fans out out there. I tried. Um, what game are you looking forward to the most? I know you, we got Seattle and da- at Dallas. Uh, no. Green Bay at Denver. Maybe. <laughs> Indianapolis at Carolina, uh, Cardinals nope. at Cleveland. Nope. New. Oh, the Giants at the Saints. Maybe. Yeah, I, I tell you. Let me see. What, what, what game am I looking looking forward to? Now, this one may be your favorite. I mean, obviously, I think it stands out as a Sunday night football game: Green Bay at Denver, two undefeated teams. Uh, but well, Green Bay and Denver—that's an interesting one, yeah. That's two undefeated, t- you know. But it—it's not that interesting because none of these guys are in the same division. None of these guys are even in the same conference. So, but it's well, two undefeated one, teams. I tell you the one I want to see the November first. Uh, I tell you the one I want to see at four or five. That's the Jets and Oakland Raiders. The Ra- Raiders are playing well with Carr and Cooper, and what if they and what they're doing over there in the AFC West. Mm-hmm. They're not playing bad. They they number two team in the AFC West, but they got the Jets and that defense coming in there. And you know Fitzpatrick, he just main he's just managing the games. He's not it's not like he's taking over games. He's managing games, but as a smart quarterback, and I'm not saying that because he went to Harvard, but as a smart quarterback, don't mm-hmm. blow with your defense positions. The defense is putting you in, and mm-hmm. I think he's done that so far. He's 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 not turned the ball over a significant amount of times where he put that team or that defense behind the eight ball. Where, the game's in uh, Oakland? It's in Oakland. Ooh. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that, that, now, that could be an upset. Depends on how you look at it. It can, It could be. It, it is set up for an upset uh, with Carr, with Cooper. But is Cooper ready for Revis Island? Is Carr and Cooper ready to see that? I think Cooper's ready. Yes. Yeah, them young cats, boy. Them young cats ain't scared of them. I'm Thundercats. They ain't scared of nobody. All right. They're they talking Darrell Revis, second greatest uh, defensive back of all time. All right, they 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 saying he Revis Island is real. They say, wait a minute. They say, well, who said this? Who said this? You know what? I saw this article come out. It was before. You, check you must have wrote it because I ain't never heard that. No, it wasn't me this time. Um, I saw it before the uh, New England game when they played before they played New England. They said Deion Sanders, Darrell Revis is number two of all time. That's not true. Look it up. I, I'm, I'm, I'll bring it up. Time. I'm I'll email it to you. I'll text it to you. I'll screenshot it. <laughs> I will send this article to you when I find it. I I, I promise you. I saw it. I had to take a step oh, back and think. Yeah. I want to see which idiot wrote that though, because that can't. That ain't nowhere near true. He 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 can't be the second greatest. He ain't Revis. I mean, why not? Speak on it. Well, well, well he's not <laughs> the second greatest. Cause you got to think about. <laughs> <laughs> you forgetting all the guys who's in the, the Hall of Fame, so how is he the second greatest of all time? Well, he's going to be a they first ballot. They got corners in the Hall of Fame right now. He ain't. He's not those guys. He's a he's a great corner. He locks. Uh, he has a lot of patience. That's why that's what makes him so good. But he plays ball position. Okay. 
He does. I'm not saying he's not good. I I love to have him on my team anytime, but mm-hmm. he ain't the second greatest corner of all time. Wow. Dion was ranked the 21st best football player of all times, and you know he was mad about that. I think he was better than that too, but that's where he was ranked. Yeah, I mm, I I can see. Yeah, I don't I don't think he's he as low as 21. I think he's a little higher. Or a little lower, I guess. It would, whichever way you look at it. Um, but yeah, you know, I saw this article it jumped out to me. I was kind of shocked, so I read about it. like, where, where did they? You know, this is the first I'm hearing about this. Uh, I'll send it to you though. I, it, it was crazy. Um, but one game that I know me and you talked about. We're talking about uh, two divisional games. We talked about it a couple weeks ago, Kwame. Uh, we got a couple minutes before break. It, it, it finally has came around. I don't know if Big Ben will be playing this weekend or not. But the Cincinnati Bengals are traveling to Pittsburgh Steelers. It's an early game. That's uh, a big game. It's, it's a huge game. Steelers are sitting four and three. Cincinnati six and zero oh, has a lot of playoff tensions around it. Yeah, that's going to be uh Oh, this uh, to me, this is their first matchup. They're trying to play each other in another two weeks after this one. Mm-hmm. I think this is the te- this is going to be the test. This game is in Pittsburgh, right? Oh yeah, no. Oh yeah, it's in Pittsburgh. Yeah, this game is in Pittsburgh. This is gonna be. This is gonna let me know, because this now you're talking some about some divisional play. Mm-hmm. You this is gonna let me know how real Cincinnati is. Not just that they win. Winning would be great, but how they win this football game let me know how they're gonna be great. Anytime you can win on a road, you're taking a run anyway. So okay, I like but that. This let me know how real they are. I like that. I like that answer. And yeah, that's gonna be a huge game to watch as well. Uh, unfortunately, we got to get out of here, man. We out of time. So much energy off last night's game brought me in today. And literally, I, it set me up for the weekend. I can't wait to watch football. I can't wait to watch Steph Curry tonight on a Friday night. A lot of ton of sports to watch. Y'all be safe for Halloween. Uh, Demi Lachey, Kwame Lasseter, uh, thank you for calling in. I know you got to get out of town here soon, but appreciate you calling in. Uh, Chef Curry. Chef Curry with the shot. Can't wait to tune in for that tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to get out of here. Uh, we'll catch you Monday once we discuss uh, Monday Night Football over the weekend, the scores and highlights. Uh, thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you all Monday. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.